0: F.Y.R.D. is Poe's mentor. <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda.
1: <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star, like what the <laughs> heck, you know? Just like, board that up or something, you know? Then jumped onto
0: Wikipedia and was like, oh, there it is. I've refused to get on the work um, <laughs> as Spirit lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives. A Uteni.com Patreon-exclusive podcast, your regular deep-dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe, discussion, analysis, easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor.
2: Hello there, and welcome to the year 2021. So... Happy New Year! I hope everyone had a happy holiday season the, and that 2021 is, well, just better than 2020. I have uh, said it over and over again that it is a low bar, so it should be fairly easy to make it better than 2020. But we have 12 months to go, so I guess we'll we'll see. Um, at the very least, when the clock struck midnight on the 31st, it did turn into January 1st and not a mysterious 13th month to continue 2020. In any case, this is episode 5 of the Star Wars Archives, a Utini podcast where we take some random Star Wars topic and explain the living Bantha Pudu out of it. I am Jose, a.k.a. Joxie in the Utiniverse. I have watched all Star Wars canon movies and TV shows. I have read 38 Star Wars books, and I own only 10 of them. You've bought any book, Jose? Yes. Well, <laughs> no. I realized that the Jedi path and the Book of the Sith are really just two books, even though I had them in a little nice box. Ah, uh, okay. So I realized, yeah, you know, let's just say it's 10. Although okay, 9 we'll was, was was funnier, but <laughs> I mean, We'll, we'll yeah. call it 10. Um, <laughs> yes.
1: And I'm Trevor, keeper of a timeline page, over at utini.com. I've spent my entire adult life consuming all the Star Wars media. Uh, I currently own 927 Star Wars books and graphic novels, 150 single-issue comics, 70 magazines, and 25 video games.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the video games is new, isn't it? Is that your new 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 piece? That's that's this week's. <laughs> yes. All right. Well on today's episode is uh, we have a Baylor Organa spotlight. But uh, yeah, right before we get into it, Trev, can you remind our listeners about the format of the show?
1: Yep, so largely unscripted show. Uh, once we've decided on a top eight topic, Jose does a little research. I try not to do any. Uh, We'll talk about anything Star Wars, legends, canon, books, comics, TV, video games, miscellaneous newspaper clippings, you name it. Uh, We're going to throw in a few regular features and hopefully keep you entertained and informed over the next hour or so.
2: And as always, we're going to throw in a fake fact into the show to keep you on your toes. Fact check, fact check, fact check. This is a fake news alert. So uh, let us know in the Discord or on Twitter if you spot it. Um, Okay, Trev. We are talking Bill Organa. We are. And we cannot talk Bill Organa without the Living Force Podcast's very for own, Eric Eilerson. Cue the sound bite. And now,
0: please welcome to the ring, Eric the Assassin Eilerson. Oh, hi everybody. How's it going? Uh, my name is Eric Eilerson. I have read 76 Star Wars novels. I own 190 and at t- <laughs> and at time of recording this is very important because we are recording this early in De- or like mid December before the christmas season at this point i own 203 star wars funko pops i guarantee you by the time sh- of release it will be over 220 possibly 230
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god hi guys hold on so y- <laughs>
0: So
1: so you've only read half of the Star Wars books you own.
0: I wholeheartedly blame Utini for that because our Discord and Slack channels are always like, ooh, look at these cool hardcover books. Ooh, look at these cool Legends books. Oh, Thrift books is a thing. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I didn't have um, all the Legacy books, and now I do. Like, Although I got to say, this all started with a friend of mine who, when I started at Utini, knew that I had Star Wars books. He's like, great. A friend of his was getting rid of his collection for absolutely free. This collection included all the hardcovers of Legacy of the Force. It included all but two hardcovers of the New Jedi Order. It included a ton of other Legends hardcovers, none of which I've read since. Uh, (laughs) But that started my addiction to collecting Legends hardcovers. So Uh, I will never read them all, Trev. I got to be honest with you. I can't lie to you.
1: You could never, literally never buy another book and you're set.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not like there's you an entire, a long time. now that it's 2021, not like there's a whole new era of Star Wars that has just now begun that I'm going to yeah, have to no, buy stuff.
2: no, not at all. No, of course not. And, you know, it's not like we have, what, 10 new shows coming out at some point in the next couple of years. Oh, so. oh God. What a time to be alive, guys. <laughs> it's not a bad time at all. All right, well, um, I do want to thank you, Eric, for either making uh, fun of us with our little intro facts of uh, how many books we've read and all that. Or just for actually playing along and, and giving out your your facts. So I think thank you for that. I,
0: and I love that from the your Eyes first episode. I love that as a kind of a base because it really makes the show feel like it. You can be, you can read less than forty. You can read hundreds and hundreds. Like regardless, you can still talk about Star Wars in a fun way. And I think that's one of the coolest things about this show specifically and our community. Like I don't care if you've never read a book. I don't care if you read every single one. Like we can still all that's learn right. stuff, and that's so it's awesome. I love it.
2: No, that's right. I mean, that's that's always really cool in the discord when you see new people come in and some of them are like, I've read all these books, but now I'm getting into canon or people that are like, I have no idea where to start. Can anyone help me? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's definitely one, one of the strong points of our community. And I'm glad that, you know, even if we're not the ones telling them what to do, there's enough people in there too that just sort of like, you know, have their own experiences and share that with anyone that comes in. Um, but yeah, so let's just, um, you know, we're talking Bail Organa, Eric, mm. and mm-hmm. I mean, I just want to know, you know, why Bill Organa? Why is he your Lord and Savior? Uh-huh. Why are you obsessed with him? And why would you have his babies if you could?
0: Man, you know <laughs> what? I want to know those answers as well, I'll be honest. Uh, my <laughs> Weirdly enough, my obsession with Bill Organa, I can't pinpoint, like, the day that Bail's my guy. And it started probably... Since the uh, Living Force started, honestly, I think that, you know, we all have those Star Wars characters that we love, that no one quite knows why, or they're, they're a background character you just pick randomly. And I can't pinpoint the day it happened, but I just remember starting to think, ah, Jimmy Smith is really great. He's really good as Bale. That's fun. And then I noticed every time he'd show up, like in uh, Queen's Shadow, I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. And then Leia Princess of Alderaan, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Great. And I just I just started <laughs> to realize every time he showed up, I got this little jolt of happiness. And then, of course, once be, the Lord and Savior bit started on the show, I'm like, oh, I'll <laughs> lean into this. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. And then by leaning into the comedic bit, I accidentally started to just love him even more. So <laughs> I somehow created the obsession out of the joke that has now become the full obsession with like this great dad, awesome politician, rebellion leader, Fulcrum like job giver outer. Like I and uh he's just the best. I love him. I mean him.
2: Sup- I'm, I'm gonna add a supposedly in there. Supposedly, sure. But keep go keep going.
0: <laughs> How
1: disappointed were you that one of the announced shows wasn't Star Wars West Wing with Jimmy Smith? Oh
0: god. That, that would be amazing. Absolutely superb. I as uh, as some people in our community may know, binged all of West Wing during twenty twenty, during quarantine. Oh, it's Jimmy's, so good. It's so good. Jimmy Smith plays a large role in the later seasons, and he literally plays Bail Organa in the White House. Yeah, like yeah. it is it is the same character. <laughs> and give me a little a uh, little peek, but I'm I'm not I'm not giving up hope that we're not going to see Bail maybe in some of those announced shows. Uh, you know, the Cassian show I think makes a lot of sense. There's been rumors here and there, so I think that Jimmy is far from done with Star Wars. Well, I'm, I'm sure that's why he was cast
1: because George Lucas was a fan of The West Wing.
0: Yeah, why not? If you're George Lucas. I feel like you pick your favorite shows and you're like, "Hey um, I'm making Star Wars. Like, <laughs> you're really cool. Do you want to come and be on a Star Wars? I I I liked you on the on the, on the show when in, in, in Washington. This is space. It's different, but like you could be a senator. <laughs> right? Senators are here. You can be a like and he's like, "Yeah, great. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's do it." <laughs> yeah, even though I'm sure as as we'll go over later, originally Jimmy Smith was not Bail Organa or Bail Antilles or whatever the hell happened in episode 1. Okay, but. well, on that note, that was literally <laughs> the
1: first point I was going to cover.
0: We're connected, Trev. We're connected.
1: And um, just so everyone listening knows, my show notes are separate to the show notes. So oh, yeah, and I have seen like, no show notes.
0: I specifically yeah. asked to know nothing because I love riding the, yeah, riding the wave.
1: coming completely blind. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, literally, the first point I was going to cover here is that we all know Baylor's the senator for Run, correct? Um, he He was originally supposed to be in episode one played by a different actor, but that actor's name, for whatever reason, was changed to Bale Antilles. Hmm. Now, the scenes were originally cut, but one of the tops trading cards from episode one identifies Bale Antilles as being related to Bale Organa by marriage. Whoa! Uh, yeah, again, I don't know how. <laughs> um, <laughs> so even though Bail Antilles, the fake Bale Organa, or vice versa, was cut from the film... Both characters do show up in the Leg- Legends prequel era novels. And if you look at some of the photos of the guy who played Bail Antilles, now to me, I don't know if any of you guys watched Red Dwarf, but he looks like Arnold Rimmer, and it's a bit weird.
0: I have not, but I'll take your word 100%. I have watched those deleted scenes, and it, it, it I feel like I had the moment of, he's doing his best, I see why they were deleted, and I'm really yeah. glad Jimmy Smith's got hired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> absolutely. Um...
1: But we know a lot about the character, right? So we know he's a senator. We know he's close friends with Pabin Adala. We know he was a member of the Loyalist Committee. Um, took loads of missions um, in pursuit of peace during the Clone Wars. After Order 66, him and his wife, Bria, took Leia and adopted her. Here's another interesting fact. So Bria Organa, Bale's wife, has already had more appearances in canon than she ever had in Legends. Oh, wow.
0: Wow! Really? There's a weird
1: thing in, le- weird thing in Legends where nobody was ever quite sure whether she died when she was young or not which i think (laughs) might have been a a retcon into princess leia's speech at the end of return of a jedi about remembering her mother oh
0: sure so in
1: in in some books she's kind of alive in some books she's just not mentioned um i think there's, there's a couple of references to wanting her princess leia wanting her mother around um and as a result, basically nobody ever included her in, in anything,
0: so... Wow. So, <laughs> so is she's that like much why... more prominent. That's awesome, because I love her in canon, especially in Leia, Princess of Alderaan. She's such a, a cool yeah. part. And and part of me is like, oh, is that why they gave her like health problems? Because you're like, okay, she almost died, I guess, but then she didn't! Yay! As like an homage to Legends not knowing what's going on.
1: But again, that's something that was lent into in Legends as well, um, which is something we'll... That's one of us... His- books i'm going to talk about later and um one of the things you mentioned is fulcrum so obviously we know that bale was one of the leading instigators of rebellion against the empire so the ahsoka novel tells us how bale and ahsoka began working together um all canon shows bale being a real key part of a rebellion so and the, the thing that's made canon great is you've got rebels you've got rogue one you've got um that path of rebellion all the way through all the sort of post revenge of assist stuff and it all works really well together and you know bale's a massive part of it
2: yeah yeah and they always just i mean they're always just making him just be a good guy Mm -hmm. but i mean come on he's a politician (laughs) right like we all know you know politicians like he's no bernie sanders right like (laughs) he 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 plays he has to have some skeletons in his closet in his closet i mean the dude is shifty. Oh yeah! Like he's able to form a rebellion under everyone else's nose. Like he has to be hiding something. Oh
0: yeah! Let's let's be right? let's be very clear. Bale is, by the definition of the word, a traitor. Like absolutely. Yeah. Like he literally <laughs> exactly. formed a treasonous council to overthrow the government.
1: There you go! How quickly you jump ship there? <laughs> no, no, Eric. no! There you go! But no, I, I am, love I'm, I'm, that. Where's your loyalty? <laughs> where's your loyalty?
0: I love that. But it's it. so true. But it, and because he's like, and even in Queen Shadow, like the conversations he has with Padme, she's like, "Why can't we just do this?" Bail is definitely the voice of like, "No, you gotta play the game. You gotta be yeah. able to like go on the right committees. You gotta do this." And it's like, and I think that's also what I like about the character because in Star Wars we do get some like. You know, pure good, pure evil. And I think that's important, especially, like, it's it's for it's for 10-year-olds. George Lucas has been very clear about that for forever. Like, they got to know good and evil. But I do like that Bale is the character that's, like, a little more of a realist. He's like, I want to change the galaxy. I don't want to change today. I want to change the future. And in order to do that, I'm going to have to do some things that we don't always love. I'm going to have to make some concessions. I'm going to have to smile in front of the Emperor I'm going to have to leave the Jedi kids to get slaughtered, Um, you know, because he's playing for tomorrow. And I think that's a hard thing to do.
1: There's a great little bit from a sourcebook. This isn't in my notes. This has just come to mind now. Um, A conversation between Mon Mothma and Bail Organa. And this was written in, you know, 94. It might have been the Rebel Alliance sourcebook. And the two of them having a conversation about, you know, how to tackle the Empire, what to do. And Mom Mothman was saying, you know, we need to, we need to be bold. We need to strike. And Eric's, uh, sorry, not Eric. I'm confused <laughs> with, with your hero. Honoured! Honoured! Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think Bale says, you know, if you do that stuff, you're going to get yourself killed. To which she replies, well, you know, what are we going to do? Stand up in the Senate and start arguing about farming regulations or or something. And Bale's option is, you know, his response is, well, it's better than doing nothing. So mm-hmm. he's always willing to chip away... In a legal manner, in the Senate. Yeah,
0: and I think obviously, you know, like it gets forming a rebellion. Yeah, it gets to the point yeah. where it doesn't end up so well for our guy Bail. Like spoiler alert, gets blown up <laughs> by the Death Star. Uh, yes, th- that story, from a certain point of view, especially, is is heart wrenching. But I do think that his legacy is great because, like, he does form so many pockets of rebellion. And as you as you were saying, Trevor, in the Ahsoka novel and Rebels, like we get to see the fruits of his labor is kind of live beyond him and i think that's what makes him such a cool character too that he he sacrificed so much personally morally ethically sometimes mm-hmm. and because of that so many little rebel cells got created and were able to eventually topple the empire
1: yeah. well um when you mentioned rebels the one episode i wanted to touch on is um secret cargo from season 3 so mm-hmm. this is i think our clearest looking canon at the actual Declaration of rebellion. It's the one where Momothpa gives that speech at the end, you know, it was broadcast yes! across the galaxy. Great yeah, one. That's right. And and she resigns from the Imperial Senate um following the Gorman Massacre. Now, I'm not that well versed in rebel, so I just wanted to ask you guys if either of you can remember what the Gorman Massacre was in Canon. So what was it in that show?
0: Oh Eric? Uh we are in you're, season you're, you're two go through right now. <laughs> so it's funny because we've we've met Bail on our show already. And um, and of course, lauded his praises on there. Uh, but we haven't gotten this episode yet, and I haven't rewatched Rebels since my first watch, which is why I wanted to do the Ghost Crew show. So, um, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Okay, but the the mention of Gorma
1: massacre yeah. when that appeared in Rebels that was a massive one for me because that's a real key event from Legends. Ooh. So oh. that's first mentioned in the Rebel Alliance Sourcebook again from the early nineties, and it's one of the events that really sows the seeds for Rebellion. Essentially, on the planet Gorman, there's a big peaceful protest, um, and Tarkin lands his starship on them, killing thousands of people.
0: Jesus. Oh my god! And that
1: that happened, <laughs> uh, I think <laughs> in, in Legends, that happened <laughs> sort of 15 years <laughs> before A New Hope, oh but god. that event sparked a lot of fires.
0: Yeah, you, you I mean, land you on know... people! I feel like that's, that's, that's pretty blunt for Tarkin, who's pretty, I feel, usually... You know, tactical. I mean, well, but it it, it works, talking, right? I mean,
2: you have I mean, a giant ship, just <laughs> land it. Like, forget about like that's being precise when you're shooting. Just land it, and like half of your population is gone. I mean, there was no,
1: you know, protest that day, but it did spark a rebellion. Yeah, I would think.
0: <laughs> Damn.
1: Um. So yeah, that's that was a massive one for me, and because Rebels was still early into the Disney buyout, and yeah. Rebels Rebels drug uh, brought so much from legends into canon you know It they changed a little bit here and there which is fine you know just yeah. but just hearing the words whether the event is the same to me it it shows that there's a lot of respect for for those events and it, mm-hmm. it did the same job you know it, it brought yeah. people over yeah um that brings us to Leia princess of Aldrin. you've mentioned that i reckon. you know that's a great book um i always get the sense in that book of you know Bale's locked in his in his study, sort of head in his hands, really mm. really stressed. And you know, Leia's a, a young girl; she thinks it's all about her, old you know, daddy's working too hard, kind of thing. Yeah, um, but he's just trying to keep her arms length. Yeah. Oh. And it, then ultimately, yeah. you know, by the end of the book, he's he, he sees the fire in her and he embraces her into the cause.
0: Yeah, it is. It is interesting to see, you know, Bale in that book, and also I think that book as a whole kind of falls under the radar sometimes because it is Claudia Gray. But when you have things like Master and Apprentice and Lost Stars, the two and Bloodline, like are all yeah, so right. huge, and Princess of Alderaan is a is a quieter book, um, but I think yeah. no less impactful to the general uh, story of Leia. But I I really do like that look of Bail because we don't really get him from Leia's point of view that often. It's always from the view of Rebellion leaders. We don't get to see Bale as dad as much, and I yeah, really do absolutely. like that because I think that that is. Yeah. That had to be a horrible struggle. Like, I want to change the the world, but I also want to raise this daughter who is, you know, going to become one of the most important people in the galaxy. So right. how do I love she knows her who but she also is. train her?
2: I mean, he yeah.
1: knows who she is. Right. So, you know, and then the next one is um, obviously Rogue One. and
0: oh, what a great I'm, entrance.
1: I'm... Rogue One's a few years back now, Eric, so I don't know if your obsession for Bale was as strong now then as it is now, but mm-hmm. when he showed up on screen for me, I was like, holy shit.
0: Yeah. That they, was exciting. They've done it. <laughs> yeah. It was not nearly to where it was now. I, like, recognized him, like, oh, this is cool, but now every time I watch it, I, like, I wait for the shadows, and I'm like, oh, there's the camera <laughs> shot, they've opened it for him, and he just comes in with that cape and swagger, it says, like, four yeah. words or something, and you're like, oh, yeah, all right, we're good, we're fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I wasn't expecting it at all. So I I do remember um, when I was watching in the theaters, you know, you're kind of like in it and you're like, you know, it's watching the movie and it's all really good. Right. But then you're I was so caught up with all the events in the actual movie that I forget that, hey, this connects to everything else that has already been like shown. Right. Right. And so when he does show up, I was like, oh, right. Yeah, he's that works out. Timeline wise, he is still there. So those are the little bits that, like, just got me really excited about the movie. Yeah, the fact that Mom Moth has been announced for one of the
1: new shows as well, they've got to bring bail. Oh, yeah. Even if it's yeah. a flashback or...
2: Yeah.
0: And it, it's crazy to remember what the time when Rogue One came out, because I feel like we were still early enough in the canon purchase to not constantly think about who from other media can be brought in, because it was kind of a foreign concept. Like, no, the the books are still the books, the shows are still, like... We're not really gonna be borrowing. And nowadays, I feel like every time there's a project announced, it's like, well, what characters are they gonna bring in from other stuff? Like it's assumed now. And I find that's that's like a what? A four years ago, three four years ago, Rogue One came out. Like that's such a switch. Four. Twenty sixteen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four years. yeah so yeah. four four years ago, like all all this has happened in four years. Just tremendous. And jump
1: imagine- most franchises, you know, you talk a film every two or three years. How much Star Wars have we had in four years? Since? Exactly. <laughs> we
0: can wait three for another movie. All right, everyone, relax. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, we've waited a long time for prequels and for the sequels to happen. Exactly. So. <laughs>
1: but um, th- so that's our, more or less a summary of Bale and canon. Not a massive amount of
2: skeletons there. Sorry, Jose. Um, <laughs> I, we, we know they're there. I'm sure, you know... There's probably a few little like Organas around in some planet. I mean, he travels a lot. I'm sure <laughs> he can't have children. Yeah, right. Yeah, like,
0: anymore. I can't uh, afford children. Oh, That's what it means. Exactly. Ooh, exactly. On,
2: maybe one, Maybe when we get into the le- legends, you can give me a few more of these uh, juicy <laughs> stories. Okay. So and we'll if they're out. not there, we can make them up because this is yeah, legal. commander
0: we'll of a senator, and I want to say this is at least a <laughs> felony. Um. <laughs> Or liable. I definitely should have gone down that road
1: with the with the fake
0: fact. <laughs> Amazing. All right.
2: Well, uh, before we go on to legends, um, Trev, we yes. it's it's finally here. We you know we've been asking people to send us questions here you know over on Discord or over Twitter or uh, at dswarchives at gmail and I finally got some questions from people. Okay. So. Uh, you know, some of these are more like trivia type of questions. They're just trying to stump you. Eric, of course, you're more than welcome to play along. Marvelous. And then some of the questions are a little more just like, you know, let's, you know, talk some shit and, you know, see what uh, what you guys think about it. Okay? Let's do it. Okay, I'm excited. All right. So. Now, let's take some listeners' questions. Spice Dan on Discord. He sent us a stumper. So, uh, Trevor. What committee does Bale Head in Queen's Shadow by A.K. Johnston?
1: I've not read it, uh, but that doesn't mean I can't give an answer. Okay. Um, the most common one uh, it's, it's, a, uh, its some sort of advisory committee, and I can't remember the first one. I'm going to go with something to do with refugees or housing.
2: That is... Not correct. Oh, damn it. Yeah. I b- Eric.
0: I believe it is either. Because I think I've, I like I've thought, I've heard this question recently, and I got it wrong. So I think <laughs> it's actually um, materials transport? Tra-
2: that is very close. Yes, it is the Committee for Transportation of Construction Materials. Yes! <laughs> oh, nice one, Spice, then. Yeah, cheers for that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, because
0: no, yeah, it's like, they, because Padme wants to help out, um... The slave trade, but because there's technically legally no slavery in the republic, you have to deal with the transportation of construction materials because mm-hmm. the people who are doing the constructing are the slaves. That's right. Nice. Hey, okay, you know who's now. really smart about that? Bail Organa. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Finding <laughs> so, loopholes to save the galaxy.
2: <laughs> so a none for go. one. <laughs> okay. Um, question number two is a little bit of a follow up. This one was sent to us by James. Um, and he asked, can you name the other committee that Bail Organa was um, on while in the Senate? Housing or refugees? No. <laughs> <laughs> Eric. Um,
0: entertainment. <laughs> live, <laughs> live entertainment and music.
2: <laughs> no, it was the Loyalist Committee.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I
1: literally mentioned the Loyalist right. Committee earlier as you well. did.
2: That's why I was like, come on. You knew this
1: one. <laughs> But when we started down Transfer, I was thinking no, it's gonna be Yeah it's gonna be his actual job.
0: The Loyalist yeah. comedian, <laughs> aka The Traitor's Treasonous Book Club. <laughs> it's like yeah, <laughs> the, that's the one. Which I gotta say also, because I know we're gonna go into Legends in a sec, and it can instill like those deleted scenes in Attack of the Clones are so good. Or, or no, Revenge yeah. of the Sith. Which is Is it Revenge of the Sith yeah. that has a do Yeah, it? Revenge it's... of the Sith. Yeah. 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 If you haven't, do yourself a favor, go on YouTube, look up the entire Padme. Bail Organa's storyline that got cut from Revenge of The Sith* the movie—it's some of the best work for the two of them, and it, I love
1: it. I think there was so much, um, so much shade thrown over the amount of politics in Episode One. It was like, no, yeah. more lava fights, less politics. Yeah, <laughs>
0: which love yeah. a lava
1: fight. Don't get me wrong,
2: <laughs> I love a lava I fight, did. but it's it was a good stuff. fight. <laughs> this is this one's a little—it's not so much of a uh, trivia question, but we'll see. Okay, so Maggie, aka Magdalife, from uh, the Discord's infamous Assembly channel. (laughs) She came in with a pretty interesting query. Is Organa the Queen's name? Or did the Queen full-ass take a man's name when she got married, even though she is Queen? Ooh.
1: I know this somewhere. Because Bale's actually... I think Bale is... Bale Prestor Organa. Yes. So I believe that he took her name mm. upon marriage. I believe. Because he's also, he's not just a senator, he's, um, he's like a viceroy, that's the title that got given to him through marriage, which is why he's not a king or a prince. Um, I believe he's also called a consort in a couple of sources. So yeah, I'm going to go with Bale Prestor and then took the name Organa.
0: Yeah, that. But that'd be legends
1: and not canon.
0: Nice. That does that does sound right because I know the viceroy uh, is still canon. I believe. I think that's he's also called that in um, Bloodline or yeah Bloodline when Leia talks about him, and then in Princess of Alderaan. I think the viceroy title is still apt. But yeah, I love that. Look, it. We love a progressive dude.
2: That's. I'm gonna give (laughs) him some points for that. Bail. I might be completely wrong. Shifty. (laughs) It could be completely <laughs> wrong. We'll see.
0: Also, you got to think like I'm Bail Prestor. Wait a
2: minute, I can be Bale Organa. Such <laughs> a better name. It sounds a hundred percent like better. It's <laughs> like there's a lot more like musical like yep. quality to it. Like it just rolls off the tongue better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well done. I bet
0: they were sitting down, looking at a at a beautiful view, having like this freshly made wine, thinking like, "Honey, we're gonna get married. You're gonna be. I'm gonna be your viceroy." So which name? Which one do we want to do? And she just gave him a look like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Prester
2: <laughs> Bria Prester, No. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not going to work. <laughs> um, okay. And then this is the last one. Also, uh, you know, we might get a little bit into it during our Legends discussion. Uh, but Cheryl, she just wanted to know about Bale's childhood. Um, you know, we... Talked a little bit about him in canon stories, but they all—it sounds like they just focus on him as a senator or like actually active as a politician, right? But I, you know, now that we're gonna go into legends, like, is there anything in legends that talk to us or tell us anything about how he grew up, how he got to where he is, you know, anything about him? There's
1: absolutely nothing. Hmm, He kind of, wow, he kind of comes in, but even in legends. Obviously, in Legends, he was mentioned in the first, you know, for Star Wars novelization. So he's built up from there. Mm-hmm. But as a character, he kind of comes in fully formed around the Episode One era, and you you never really learn much of his history before that.
0: So you're saying he was born with that goatee, came out fully yes. formed, ready to be ready to run for senate. <laughs>
2: He, pretty he much was full on bail.
0: <laughs> Great.
1: There were no parents. <laughs> yeah. All right. Disney plus. Also. I know you
0: just announced a 10 series. We need an 11 because we need the childhood series of bail organa. Your shareholders <laughs> are asking for it. Everyone is screaming about it. You've heard it. You've seen all four tweets. Come on, but something, like, something <laughs> like Malcolm in the
2: Middle from the same person.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, guys, I, I'll be right back. I gotta make about a thousand shadow accounts. <laughs> to I get this going?
2: I mean, I'd watch it. I mean, especially now that you're telling me that we have no idea really what his childhood was like, and and since he is such a has such a strong stance on what he believes in, and he is able to to form all these things like you know in the like the rebellion and everything like that. Def- I mean, he must have done or been involved in some sort of things, right? Like, just growing up. I mean, yeah. I like that's one thing that for, you know, kind of shifting gears a little bit with Poe Dameron and just getting that story of him when he was younger mm-hmm. and how he met uh, Zori Bliss, right? Like, it was like, okay, yeah, I can see, like, that's how he got some of his skills, like piloting and all that stuff. And it's just always interesting to get a little bit of a glimpse of, like, something that maybe was is considered a bit sketchy to others, but that then they're able to turn that around and use it for, like, the good of the galaxy. Yeah, Are like, you
1: saying that you want Bale to be a drug dealer? <clears throat> yes. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it's also interesting because, like, because I guess, you know, I never thought, I legit, me, lover of Bale Organa, never thought about this. Like, was he in student government? Was he yeah. actually on the wrong side of the law and then, like, there was a good natured governor that like pardoned him and he's like, ooh, I want to be that guy. Like, you know, what was the deal?
2: I mean, that could be I mean, I I did when I was in high school, I was in model UN. Same. So <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> And it was a lot of fun. And I could definitely see him just sort of like doing something like that if he was more like the, you know, a good student. And I mean, we already got the Latino um, Poe being a drug dealer. Yeah, so I don't think, gonna, we, I think need we need another, another <laughs> Latino actor being a drug dealer as a kid. Right. <laughs> so maybe not that route.
0: <laughs> but yeah, hey, you know what'd be cool? Let's have Daniel Jose Older write like the young reader book where yes. he's a kid going into student government and going to like model all galactic model UN. Can you imagine? Yes. Like model Senate and he's all oh, I'm Alderon. We vote for this motion and he learns Robert's rules of order. Oh man. Come on, we fly off the shelves at the book fairs.
2: I mean, at least for, by you and me and any other, like, <laughs> yeah, model UN nerd out there. But <laughs> I'll buy
0: at least two. I pledge. <laughs> there
2: you go. <laughs> Plus the one that gets sent to you by the <laughs> publishers. Right, so three. Let's do it. Trevor, okay.
1: Legends. Yes. Legends. Um, now, surprisingly, he was never a real main character in, in Legends either. Um, Blasphemous. Horrible. Before uh, episode two, there wasn't a massive amount of him in the, in the sort of prequel era books. However, this is some of my favorite legends right here. So we're going to start off with The Obscure. So leading yes. up to the episode, leading up to the release of episode two, the official site mm. ran a series of in-universe Holonet news reports.
0: Oh, um, if that isn't the most Trevor sentence I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. <laughs> um,
1: now, I think that it was, these were mostly written by Pablo Hidalgo, so you're going to know straight away what you're getting. But these were incredible. So it was built like a website. So the first page you'd have, you know, your headlines, and you could click on that to find out more about this story. And the amount of law and stuff that they wrote for these, it really set the tone of the turmoil in the galaxy between the Confederation of Independent Systems and, you know, systems wishing to succeed from a Republic. And Bale is in quite a few of these because a lot of the time, what what do newspapers or news channels do? They go to politicians for an interview, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's given yeah. loads of these. And um, there's loads of talk about this act was voted on, or we're doing this, and he opens up Oldran's borders for refugees affected by worlds um, within a conflict, uh, he speaks of a funeral of a former Chancellor of Valorium, loads of statements within the oh, Senate.
0: I bet that was a great speech. It's, oh, man. it's insane,
1: <laughs> the amount of stuff that's in like...
2: these. Okay, for you guys... Um, obviously, you, can, you can't see Eric's face right now, but the way that he just said that, like his facial expression was just like priceless. So I am sorry that this is not being streamed live. Are we, we going to clip just, that? It, it's too late. It was like a natural thing, and I was not ready to clip it. Just uh, you'll have to use your imagination. Maybe in a future, uh, you know, Living Force um, episode, you can reenact Absolutely. this the one true scene. True love. <laughs>
1: But um, these Holonet reports you can't see anymore. When Disney bought the Star Wars, the website was pretty much you know rebooted. Loads of stuff was lost. If you go on Wikipedia, you can find them through the Wayback Machine. They're really interesting. And there's loads and loads of good stuff in there. So if you like the sort of obscure stuff I talk about, go hit that up. Um, next one I'm going to talk about is there was a series of graphic novellas called Clone Wars Adventures back in the early two thousands. These were very much in the style of the first Clone Wars cartoon. Ooh, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the tat Tartovsky? Tartovsky, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in issue number five, there's a story called Bailed Out. See what we did there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes! Um,
1: nice. Nice. So Bail leads a covert mission to a planet called Metalorn, which first appeared in the original Marvel series comics in 1979. Um, under the pretense of negotiating w- with Wat Tambel, uh the tech union guy with the weird voice box, um, to industrialize Alderaan, but he's actually there to help Shakti break out of prison. And now, as we all know, Shakti in the... I-, I say, as we all know, like we all know. Um, <laughs> Shakti... <laughs> no, that's why in- we're here, Trevor, so yeah. you can tell us, so that
2: we can't know.
1: In-, in various mediums, you know, she died sort of three separate times leading up to Revenge of the Sith. In various sources, so she's she's obviously not very good, she just keeps getting captured,
0: <laughs> but she also <laughs> can't die apparently. So it balances out, yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. Um, Bale plays a big part in Clone Wars Wild Space, which I haven't read.
0: It's so and, good. Um,
2: <laughs> you've read this one, Eric.
0: I did. This is one of my first Legends look back, I think I went on, or maybe it was the second. Uh, but when I found out there was a Bale Organa book in Legends, I'm like, Jared, Freddy, <laughs> we're doing it.
1: There's a, there's a couple good. of those Clone Wars books I, I haven't read. Um, the Gambit duology, I only read this year. Because when the Clone Wars came out, I, I just wasn't that big a fan. So I've, mm-hmm. I've got the books, but sometimes you just you just shelve content and you go, you know, I'll get back to it. So, you know, 10 years later, <laughs> I picked them up and they are really, really good. Uh, yeah. So Wild Spaces is on my list of things. I and mean, then another Clone Wars novel that Bale appeared in was um, Escape from Dagoo by William C. Dites. But the next thing I want to focus on, so this is a must read. Eric, I need you to hunt this down. Wonderful. Star Wars Republic, the Dark Horse comic series, issued 61, which is in the Legends Epic Collection, Clone Wars Volume 2. God, there's a lot of names.
0: Oh, God, I have Legends. I legit have Legends Epic Collection, Clone Wars Volume 1. Damn it! That's (laughs) the really
1: hard one to get. I I, I ordered that one today and that cost me like £36. Oh, I I went Um, digital.
0: I'm a. I'm a. Tr- oh, I went okay. on comicsology sales.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. You you know I'm not going digital. No sir. I've got to, Absolutely. I've got not. too much. I'm too much in the game. Anyway, <laughs> issue issue sixty one really takes takes us away from a battlefield that most of the series focuses on, and it's all about Bale and it's all about politics and it is brilliant. Ooh. It sees him playing the game like we spoke about at the top of the episode. If that's the sort of thing you want to see, it's 32 wow. pages of that. And it is incredible. Man. I, I can't go into details in brief because it's really, really in-depth
0: political stuff. So would you say it's going from the battlefield to the bail tool field? Uh. I, I'm not saying I would say that. I'm just saying that someone might. <laughs> Jose, is is anybody going to say that?
2: The, I mean, the bail tool I don't know. It's... <laughs>
0: Stimulate Hey, everyone listen I like it. I like you know, it. I'll, earlier, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. You heard. Uh, fail. You heard. It's Jose- a little
2: hot, tar- tough to see. You know. Say. Y- y-
0: you heard Jose talk about my eyes lighting up. I just watched Jose's soul die. On <laughs> as I said that, so um, just a heads
2: up. <laughs> well, it took me a second. I'm like, did he just really say this?
0: It was like so. lagging in real life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, we'll leave that in. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: But no, I mean, I mean, that to me, that sounds incredible.
1: Yeah, okay, no, it does. Moving on, then. Um, So the next book that I wanted to bring up, the Bell features it heavily in is Last of the Jedi. Not that one. Um, Number nine, (laughs) Master of Deception. So this is one of a Jude Watson junior series. So she wrote Jedi Apprentice. She wrote Jedi Quest. So it's the third series of those books. You know, features characters that follows the adventures of a Jedi called Ferris Olin. Um, and he's essentially heard rumors of a um, force-sensitive toddler on Alderaan, which is Leia. Oh. So, oh. It's, so it's right. Bail trying to, you know, he's seen her force abilities start start showing. There's a really good. I flicked through it yesterday. There's a really good scene at the beginning of the book where he's he's having an eternal monologue and he's kind of hoping that what they saw was just, you know, just her being a toddler. You know, she didn't move it with her mind. She did sort of smash the vase, or or whatever it was, yeah. that kind of thing. But just really worrying about how they how they cope, but also marveling in the growth of his daughter. It's a real good dad moment at the beginning of that book, which is why I wanted to to bring that one to your attention. But Bale uh, Eric,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, he's gonna uh, is it's fine. He's okay with that. We're, you can we're we're, we're slowly names merging all you want. into one. <laughs> I'll
0: be able to um, grow that's a beard another in a series. <laughs> That's another <laughs> series
1: that kind of focuses on the birth of a rebellion, again, mm. from a from kind of certain point, point of view. Uh, but that particular book is real sort of Bale-heavy. Sweet. Um, that's awesome. But Bale's first proper act of rebellion, shortly after Order 66, against the Empire, didn't take place in a book or a comic. It took place in an adventure module. Published on the Wizards of the Coast site called Dawn of Defiance.
0: Marvelous. And it's one of
1: these where you you don't get a lot of fiction in it. You kind of get an open paragraph for each sort of adventure yeah. chapter, but they provide lore and all this sort of stuff. And again, it's it's great. If you want to hunt it down,
2: it's great. Yeah, that's I I think you had mentioned that a while back. I think we had talked about that or something, but yeah, that I was think like yeah, this really obscure up. little bit or yeah. paragraph. And.
1: Yeah, and it's a shame, but you can't even access any of this stuff anymore, which is why, you know, I
2: I print everything off. That's
1: right. (laughs) I'm that kind of guy.
2: We have the pictures that you're going to be putting up on Twitter and on social media so that other people can get an idea of what the hell you're talking about. Um, But we're going to get deep in
1: this one now. So it's another uh, Legends Epic Collection, Empire Volume 6. This one has a ton of Bale content. So, I don't know whether anybody would have read any of these series. So, has anyone read or heard of Agents of the Empire? I have not. No. So, this one's written by John Ostrander, who did loads of the Clone Wars stuff. He did uh, Dawn of the Jedi. He's possibly the best Star Wars comic author, writer, that Hmm. there's been. Marvelous. And it's essentially James Bond meets Star Wars.
2: What's not to love? (laughs) Seriously.
1: (laughs) Um, I think we're we're both in, intrigued yeah. by this. Yeah, <laughs> was cool. even down even down to having his own Q, who gives him loads of gadgets and stuff. It's it's brilliant, and it mixes action and political intrigue. And um, volume two of the series, which is in this epic collection, uh, is based around the coronation of a new Count Dooku on Soreno, and it's just the whole political intrigue and Bale just being a hell of a good guy again. Oh Sorry, Jose, you know, I can't find anything.
0: Oh, that Hi. sounds cool.
2: Again, this that's just a published material. It's <laughs> part, I'm looking for the unpublished things. He wouldn't let this be the published. Fan, I guess yeah. I'm going for the fanfic of fail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the same Legends ep- ep- Epic collection has a couple of uh, Leia-centric stories from Star Wars Tales, which was the old anthology series issued by Dark Horse. So these came out once a quarter. They were like bumper-sized comics with four or five different stories, kind of like I imagine... When we saw the show announcements the other night and they said Star Wars Visions and they kind of oh, described yeah. that, I was all over that. That's instantly the thing that I'm most looking forward to. Give me a hundred yeah. different small takes on yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Um, you know, the the funny, the serious, the downright stupid. Absolutely. <laughs> <I can't
2: laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, first impression. So that's... But, title of one of your stories so that shows bale bringing Leia to coruscant for the very first time i think she's about 16 and also her first meeting with the emperor and again they walk away from it and bale's like i'm sorry you have to see that i'm such a good guy but you know you have to you have to look evil in the eye um right <laughs> And then the second one i want to talk about is called the princess leia diaries and there's mm. loads of callbacks to other eu sources of this so you've got the flying Thrantras that live on Alderan, big flying space whales. So she sneaks out of her bedroom to go on one of them. Um, It's got a character called Giles Durantz, who's taken from an old Marvel UK weekly comic called The Weapons Master that was published in 1980 and never reprinted in America. Naturally. until Until the Dark Horse Omnibus Wild Space Volume 1 in 2013. But luckily... The Marvel years epic collections have been including all these random UK weekly stuff. Wow, um, those UK weekly comics—they were—they were a token of my childhood growing up. So I've so wouldn't been—you were
2: getting these out when they were uh, being released.
1: Oh, absolutely! You know, I, it must have been like twenty-five p at the time, and I'd yeah. get a poster, and because the films didn't come out properly on VHS, I had my dad had managed to find me really dodgy pirated copies. So <laughs> for f- the films have always been in my head, but it was yeah. these comics that kind of cemented Star Wars for me over the films as a kid because I didn't get to watch the films every weekend because well, they just weren't available.
0: It's funny, like, yeah. that that's almost word for word what Kevin Scott said when we interviewed him um, on the show, God, almost two years ago now, that he's – that's why he loves Jackson so much. He's like, all these yeah. characters were so real in the comics and because, you know, over in the UK, you know, like, you guys didn't have as much access to them. He's like I read this, the comics way more than I watched the movies, so I was surprised why Jackson mm. wasn't in Empire. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I've, I've I've thought about doing a whole Jackson episode one one day, but I I don't think we can we can warrant it. <laughs> um, well, challenge has been set, pr-
0: Discord users <laughs> make your voices heard.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Princess Le- Leia Diaries also mentions the Gorma massacre, but I spoke at the top of the episode. Yeah, and it also mentions the fact that Bale is trying to hide Palpatine's adversaries. On the planet ISIS, so he's got this this planet that was discovered by Alderaan shortly after Order sixty six. Um, mm-hmm. He kind of saw which way the wind was blowing, decided not to mention it to anybody, not to declare its existence, and he's been, you know, hiding people who have been targeted by the Emperor on this planet and their families for safekeeping. And that's actually a point from a West End Games adventure book from nineteen ninety. So, whoever wrote this short story. Because we also see Tarkin go from governor to Grand Moff over the years, all of mm-hmm. this is in a twelve-page comic story about Princess Leia.
0: Wow! And I, I oh, that's that's, also...
1: thats the Star Wars I love. That's, that's incredible, really
0: cool. and it's great because it's like, oh, I have a safe house. Except as a safe house, it's an entire planet. Yeah, uh, that's the safe house. That's that's awesome. Also, I mean,
2: how how is it hidden? Like, why would they not know where this planet is?
1: I think it was. Uh, Oh now you're testing me. I th- <laughs> something, to re- something to do something to do with mining. I think uh this planet is rich in a certain mineral and it came upon sensors. I'm guessing even, you know, however many hundreds of thousands of years uh people have been space travelling around the galaxy, there's still planets to discover, right? There mu- there must be. Or maybe um,
0: someone removed it from the archive
2: memory. Or maybe uh-huh. that. <laughs> so that could be it. That but, would make uh, the, I because, mean, like, I mean, they, you know, you have wild space and they are, you know, like, all this, you know, the chaos and all that. So, I mean, I, I know there's all these territories and areas that are just because of whatever's happening in there, you can't really chart. But it doesn't sound like this planet is part of that. It sounds like it's yeah. more like with I, the I think it's more they rims just, of the galaxy.
1: Yeah, they just stumbled upon
0: it. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's a really <laughs> small planet. Well, and also, I mean, we, we talked about, at least in canon, and now it's the speculation part of Star Wars, which is fun combining the universe, is like, Bale's on mm. all these transportation committees, and as a senator, it, he will know, like you're saying, Trev, if it's rich in minerals, like, oh, I know this planet, it came up in a briefing, I know it's uninhabited, but I have all this data on it, I can also push that back under a stack of files where no one else will S-Hero. find it. So I can stash yeah, refugees absolutely. there.
1: Yeah, um, but the other the other okay, comic I'll... that's in, in this epic collection I want to talk about is the comic adaptations of the Force Awakens one and two. Um, so has anyone played the Force Awakens game? I know it's a few years old now.
0: The Force Awakens game.
1: Sorry, not the Force Awakens. Force Unleashed.
0: Oh, Force Unleashed. Okay, I was, yeah, saying, I was like, What, the Lego I, one. Um, no, actually, yeah, I, that's,
2: that's <laughs> what I was thinking of. Like, I played the Lego yeah, one. Yeah, my I
0: don't, <laughs> my problem with Force Unleashed is that I I didn't play them originally, and then I've I've bought them both since, like on on the Xbox, like maybe two years ago, and I go through the first two hours or so, but it's uh, it's it's just a little dated, and I hate saying that. I hate thinking that because it's it's great for when the time it came out. But it just doesn't no, it grab is. me I'm, as much as modern games.
1: I played it mm-hmm. on um, PS Now in the summer, and Ooh. when that game came out, the the physics of it were brand new. You know, they did, yeah. they put so much into the program and development mm-hmm. of this game, and it was it was groundbreaking. Absolutely, and I played yeah. it, and I kind of went,
2: "This isn't the game I remember." <laughs> yeah, it's it's, I, it's hard. I to know go I'm again. I'm someone who I can't. It's really hard for me to play any old game just because. Like, I'm I'm so used to whatever is, you know, is being released at the moment, like the pacing, like mm-hmm. graphics and everything that, even if it's like, there's very few games that I could probably play that are old and they're probably just games that I played when they came out and then I can still kind of like re, more of like that nostalgia, like relieve the nostalgia and, and all and everything that I felt when I played that game. But if it's a game that I never played just to, for me to get into it nowadays, it's super hard. Yeah, I'm yeah, i Yeah, it, it, I'm it really is tough, tough going in. back.
0: And that's that's what's interesting about watching like watching the UTNI game night stuff, like watching yeah. them play the older games, like Battlefront two, I'm like, Oh yeah, that was a good time, but I've I have put way more hours into the twenty fifteen version of Battlefront or twenty seventeen version yeah. of Battlefront two than I ever did to the two thousand five. So yeah. the nostalgia has now been overcome by the new tech. Which is yeah. but may, interesting.
1: But maybe this is the reason that nobody's played Force Unleashed on games night. It's <laughs> because it just hasn't held up.
0: But also, well. uh, those two hardcovers are two of the books that I own and have not read. So that is, uh, the, they're on the shelf. Uh-huh. The, the first
1: one's the first one's good. Um, the second one, less so. <laughs> <laughs> they should put that on, on the back cover
0: of all the new releases. <laughs> Trap Davey, the first one's good. <laughs> <laughs> Second um, one. <laughs> but yeah, but,
1: so the first one kind of retcons the birth of a rebellion by having it be Starkiller, Vader's secret apprentice that brings Bail Organa, Gambel Ibis, and um, Mon Mothma together mm-hmm. to formally declare rebellion against the Empire, with it also being kind of Vader and Palpatine's idea to get all his enemies in one place. Um, which is a bit of a retcon because the whole formal declaration of a rebellion had been established through all the West End game sourcebooks and Bale being one of the signatories on the actual declaration is something that's first featured in the Farlander Papers, which is a a short novel that was only ever included in the original release of the x wing Flights in video game for the PC in 1993. But that game also features Kay and Farlander. So when we were playing Squadrons and that name came up on a random name generator... That's mm-hmm. the one I was choosing. That's <laughs> oh, yes. great.
2: Because oh, of course you knew where that was coming from.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so this takes us all the way up to New Hope. Uh, and we know what happens there, right? But uh, I've, I've heard. Yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> tell me.
2: <laughs>
1: but has anyone ever listened to the 1980 uh, NPR radio play adaptations?
0: Not the full ones, but they're really freaking good. Like what I have was yes. I have, I actually have the script book of them. That's one of the books yeah. that I have. So cool. I've got them.
2: I have I have the recordings divided into chapters and all that stuff and I turned it into an audiobook format. So
1: Oh brilliant. But you've got loads of those uh, extra scenes. And one of them at the is that Dinner Hosted an Old Run by Bale, where he's got mm-hmm. Leia, who's just returned from a mission to deliver supplies to rebel supplies to here, and uh, Lord Teon. And it's the conversation where they find the existence of a Death Star. Because they accidentally kind of, um, no, they, they already know about it, but they kind of accidentally blurted out and we have to kill this Imperial Lord. So do you guys remember that?
0: I, I never made it that far. <laughs> but now. It's
1: it's, it's the second <laughs> chapter, Eric.
0: I know. <laughs> I, I he really just... didn't make it far, Trev. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but the one thing about that scene as well is the that, that in itself is adapted and expanded in issue five of the Star Wars Empire comics by Dark Horse in 2003. So you actually see more of that mission where um, oh. a rebel spy kind of approaches Princess Leia. He's just been shot. He's holographically... It, it's weird the way they mention it. It's holographically impregnated his memory with the existence of a Death Star. It, it's odd. Um, Very but, odd. <laughs> But in, in the comic itself, they're word for word using the script from the NPR radio play adaptation for the scenes which it features. Um, so yeah, so that's really good.
2: Marvel, But that takes, yeah. us,
1: that takes us up to A New Hope. And he's not in any books after that, oddly enough.
0: Re- weird. <laughs> uh, no one's ever really gone, except when they're <laughs> potentially so, I mean, he atomized, is. maybe? You, you look at... You look at his
1: Wikipedia appearances after that, and it just says mentioned only, and it's quite sad. Yeah.
2: But don't we hear him in, uh, is it in Bloodline? Like, there's, like, that recording?
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, she finds it in her Yeah memory box thing?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's canon. Um,
1: oh, right, 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 oh, right, right, right. Yes. right, right. We went back, we went back. But also, we back. <laughs> but also yeah, that's, I, I love that book. That book is so good. Um, I remember. I don't know whether anyone else had a problem with that book. I remember reading it, and the first or third of it, I was I really struggled, and I'm like, why am I not getting into this book? This this time setting, this time period is is everything I want. Yeah. And then something just just switched, and I was like, oh my god, this book's amazing. The last two <laughs> thirds were absolutely incredible, and I think it might have literally been in one page something
0: just clicked with me, and I was like. I always wrong. I, that I is, need to reread that first third. That is legit something that has happened to me in Star Wars books that that doesn't happen to me with almost any other kind of media. Like that, it literally is sometimes just like you're saying that switch of like I'm not getting in, I'm not getting in, and then it's like the, the the gear hits and you're like, oh, oh yes, this book is amazing. Wait, what was I reading before? What was going on? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it, and it's a good feeling. It's phenomenal. Um, but there's only one other Legends book I want to mention, which have. Children of the Jedi. Uh, I think we talked about this maybe on the first episode, Jose. This is the book mm-hmm. that features um, Luke's ex-Jedi died, got sucked into a computer, brought back to life through an old oh, yeah girlfriend book. So it's yes. that one. Um, <laughs> but it actually gives us a load of new Bale background information. Um, it introdu- through Leia's uh, diaries, it introduces um, Bale's three sisters and the roles they had in bringing Leia up. Uh, which is kind of oh. a gray area of was his wife around or not i don't think she's actually mentioned in the book um so again if you just want a bit more history about bail organa then mm-hmm. that's another book you can go check out awesome
2: that sounds interesting to yeah just to know that he i mean starts to talk a little bit about how he grew up if we know that he had three sisters and you know um you can just start to imagine like some of the values that were maybe instilled in him, and you know, raising a, a daughter and everything. So, and yeah, you know, it, I think it is definitely
1: a... it's definitely a sort of plot point is that he did come from a household full of women, and that yeah. definitely yeah. had its part in building the character that he became.
0: Which also, yeah, like, exactly. I mean, you look at Star Wars politicians and Star Wars leaders. And I, I don't think it's an a- it's an accident that all the the planets ruled by women do a lot better. The men that are surrounded by women do a- are a lot smarter. Like it is mm-hmm. that that's been pretty consistent ever since seventy seven. Like honestly, that's kind of cool. Oh, to See that go forward. Well,
1: ever yeah. since ever since uh, it's Leia who shoots into that garbage
2: chute. Yup. You know she's like, you guys are cocking us up. <laughs> <laughs> I need to take over. Flyboy. <laughs> Love it. Well, I think then that means that it's time for uh, one of our new segments, Trev. And that is the batshit crazy book of the week. Cue the music. It's the batshit
1: crazy book of the week. Okay, so we're going to, or I'm going to bring to your attention something really random for this segment every episode. It could be something rare. It could be something um with a really random cover, it could be something where the contents just really weird, and you wonder why anyone wrote it. Um, but for this one, I want to talk about issue thirteen of the seventh volume of the Star Wars UK magazine, which isn't the one we spoke about earlier from my childhood. This <laughs> this was published by Titan from two thousand nine to two thousand fourteen. Every issue had an original eight page comic strip that have never been reprinted anywhere. So you could probably find them online, but they're not well known to a lot of people. So if you're listening, Marvel, and you need a new editor on Epic Collections, this, I'm here. I'm right here. Easy. <laughs> the,
0: in, the info was all at the beginning of the episode. There's email addresses. <laughs> yeah, it's That's all right. there. Yeah. But it
1: is technically a Bail story. So this this story I'm going to talk about called Memory Loss takes place right as uh, Episode Three closes. Bail Organa's there issuing uh, the order for three PO to have his memory wiped. But after uh, after he does, three PO's you know grumbling about it he doesn't want it to happen it's it's not a very nice thing but an imperial spy droid attacks and 3p realizes that the only way he can keep the existence of luke and leia a secret is to force his own memory to be wiped so he's the one that actually plugs himself into the machine and plugs the switch it's an eight-page comic strip written for kids and it's so good it's so good so again hunt that one out if you can
0: I mean, that's that
2: sounds really interesting.
1: And
0: that Star Wars, right? I mean, some of the best storytelling stuff is like "quote unquote" for kids, which is why I'm glad that the all ages term has started to be a little more useful now. That's like, no, you, yeah, everyone can read it because you do get cool stuff like yeah. that. Oh, absolutely! I just saw
2: this this meme. I think it was in our Discord. As someone put it, and it was like a like the Trojan horse, mm-hmm. and it was just sort of like Star Wars is for kids, and then they show like inside, it it's just like, you know government policies and this (laughs) and that. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, basically like they're just somehow including all these like real world, like struggles and, and, that, you know, that we face day to day, but somehow it's packaged in this thing that it's like, yeah, it's for kids. So anyone can sort of enjoy it. But then as you rewatch or reread these things as you, as you get older, then you kind of start to see all these different layers that make up all these stories. Yeah. I mean, that's the
0: cool thing about Bale as a whole, right? Like, I love him so much. And, I, and this, obviously, we've had this whole episode all about this, <laughs> this politician. And this is, a, this is a series about space wizards and magic but then it's also teaching kids and, and, and frankly adults, like this is actually what a good politician can do. And like when someone cares about other people besides themselves, like there's, there's secrets. So I think like it subconsciously told us when we were younger, like look for people that were like bail organa and that's who we want in our governments. And it's like, Oh, you sneaky (laughs) sons. So great.
1: It's always the, it's the right from wrong, isn't it?
0: Yes. Yeah. It's that simple. It's that simple. Um, but
1: but while we're talking about a story like that you know was so so poignant and has that in an eight page story and i talked about the star wars tales comics earlier the other one that just struck me again featuring 3po there's a story called thank the maker which i think is from star wars tales number 10 which is the story of after 3po gets blasted on cloud city and he gets you know he gets brought to vader and you know vader says to give the droid back to the wookiee mm-hmm. but there's a couple mm-hmm. of pages where He's looking at this droid, and he knows who it is. And he's flashed back into his childhood. He's flashed back into being Anakin. And Ugh. there's this one panel of Vader just holding the disembodied head of three PO
0: up against his own, just really more. Oh, oh of yeah, sad. okay, no, yeah, this is you seen this, seen that, yeah. Oh, it's it's beautiful silent storytelling, which is I love Vader in comics for that reason. Like, yes. so you you know, Ugh.
1: we've we've spoke about books on this episode, which maybe aren't as good you know but you can yeah. kind of <laughs> skip and then you've got these tiny little obscure stories that say so much yeah yeah and that's that's kind of why i wanted to do this this whole podcast that you know the stories i talk about i don't talk about the rubbish ones if i can if i can yeah. avoid it <laughs> but i really want to try and point people to hunt down these things that are bloody good yeah. and people yeah. should read them
0: yeah, and, and it's crazy because I think that you know at, at UTD we're, we're all about you know finding the good the good content. There's so much beyond the the shows and movies as well. But then, yeah, like the, why this show has been so cool to listen to? Like there isn't there are layers beyond that. It's like croissant, like literally. We this is level thirteen <laughs> thirteen of of Star Wars content, and there's some just beautiful gems that you can find.
1: Okay, so Eric, while you're here. One of the topics that we're going to discuss in a future episode is um, ancient Sith Lords. I believe, was it you that suggested it? It on was, Discord? yes.
0: It awesome. was.
1: So we're going to play a little quiz between you and Jose. Okay. What I want you guys to do, one by one, is name a Darth. Easy as that. Name a Darth. First one to fail to name a Darth loses. All right. Are we ready? All right. Yeah. So, so let's first. Let's let Eric go first. Yeah, go for it.
2: All right. The game begins in three, two,
0: one. Vader. Darth Maul. Darth Tyrannus.
2: Isn't it
1: Tyrannus? Is it? I believe it's Tyrannus. Tyrannus. Darth. Tyrannus. As in tyranny.
2: Okay, Jose. All right. Sidious. Plagueis. That's the obvious ones I've away. Yep. Darth. Internus, aka Tom. I'm don't going to write. allow it. I'm going to allow it. <laughs> 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 nice. All right. I'll take
0: another one off the board. Uh, a favorite. Bane. Uh, Darth Gramus?
1: Nice. Yes. From a Plagueis novel. Good. Wow. No. Is it, uh, Revan. Ah, Was oh, Revan a Darth?
0: Darth Revan. Yeah.
1: I, I believe that's a retcon. Call.
0: He I called himself, believe... at, at one point, you would find Malak.
2: Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's in uh, Tenebris. Yep, Plagueis the uh, Master. There it is. Yes. That's the one. Yes. Xana. Uh, uh,
1: yes, nice. Uh, Darth Cognis. Yes, I know the name, but I don't know what it is. I'm
2: impressed, Jose. Eric. Uh, I've been doing my research. Yeah,
0: you yeah. uh, have. Working with you. Uh, oh, um, uh... Kaldorf.
2: Nice.
1: Go on. Where's it from, Eric?
0: Myths and Fables.
1: There you go. Uh, uh, Darth Millennial. I've heard the name. I have a feeling that's a fan name. It exists? I have a feeling that's a fan name. You sound convinced, so I'm going to let it go. Right. I'll do my research after. <laughs> Eric?
0: Um, oh, I can see him in my head. And it's the he's the artist in the helmet... This might this might be the one that does it for me. Um, hold on, let's see if I can. I'm trying to track it. I'm going through my brain. Here, Darth.
1: I'm gonna have um, to rush moan you for an answer. Moan it! Yes, there he goes.
0: Woo.
1: What do you got, Jose? Can you dig deep? Darth Jean. That's not ringing any bells of me.
0: No, um, I never heard of it.
1: I think I might literally have to consult Wikipedia right now. And
2: Absolutely. To keep the flow going up the show. <laughs> I believe it's a, it's a uh um, apprentice. From a Legacy comics? How are we spelling Jean? G-E-A-N.
1: It's
2: a, oh, it's, it's a red, red twilick It's got a Wikipedia. There's like a card. bunch of pictures of her. So that they've, they've drawn. Oh, yeah, I
0: can see her in my head. That's her name? He's
1: No, I think you're thinking of Darth Talon uh, from a Legacy comics. Eric.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I know she
1: she's mentioned in Darth Plagueis. Okay, well, Jose. Then.
2: Someone just read Plagueis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I All haven't right. read a lot of a lot of legends, but I have read *Plague*. Fair enough. All right. Um, so let's see. We did.
0: I, I'm not going to say Darth Talon because we mentioned it, and I don't know if that, that part got edited out. But I will be honor honor bound. <laughs> uh, I didn't think of that one. Uh, Darth Nihilus.
1: Yes, I've, I've got that on my list. I've got a list um, in my notes of Darth names. Jose's already mentioned one, that I don't have. So.
2: That's amazing. <laughs> well. Um, master was Darth Gravid. I have Ooh. heard that name. Yes, Eric.
0: All right, let's see. Let's get intense. Nihilus. Um, God, there's there's more. I know. I'm looking at the Funkos won't help me. That's for sure. Oh, uh, Darth Cadence. <laughs> nice.
2: Yeah. No. Okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> sweating.
0: I am sweating. <laughs> You're doing good. This is hard.
2: Darth Vect- Vectivus.
0: Yeah, yes. that's definitely one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's do Darth Bane. we found Darth Revan's holocron. there's no one else in that book except for him and Xana. Darth Gone through Kotor's. I'm sure we're gonna get something in High Republic. We're not there yet. Um, I think I'm out. Jose, I gotta defer.
1: Jose, you well, done seriously well there. I have one left on my list, that no one's mentioned. That's it. Wow. Just Darth and Dedu from the Tales and of the <laughs> Jedi comics.
0: Damn. Yup. Wasn't gonna get there.
2: <laughs> Wait, I do have to. What? Say something. Oh. As a proper Dark Side user. An Imperial.
0: Uh-huh.
2: I cheated. <laughs>
0: <gasps> you cheated! Jose <laughs> oh!
2: Because if you are if you use the dark side, if you're part of the Empire, <laughs> you knew you know you have to prepare to defeat your opponent at you know no matter the cost. Wow. So I did, and I have a list of hundred Darth names with me.
0: Oh my goodness. So I was
2: ready for this. But don't take that away, Eric. That was a valiant effort. Well,
0: thank you. Thank (laughs) you.
2: I had my meaning list, and then I had everything else. I was like, I think I'll be okay with this list. And I had to go to the other one. So you did fantastic. Well, thank you.
0: Oh, Oh, gosh. That's the most tense I've felt in weeks. Look at that. Um.
1: But I think that's it. I think we've covered all the bail stuff that we can cover.
0: Wow, that's and it's so much yeah. more than I thought. I love. Oh, I'm sorry i I have new things to read, which I think is the point of this show.
1: That's exactly the point of this show. If you can find them,
0: right? At least those epic collections. I'll at least pick those up uh, to add to oh, my collection. They're fantastic. Uh, they're, collection there. I think
1: they're the best thing to come out of the Disney buyout. Honestly, I know they're republishing Legends material, but mm. that whole pick up a massive book. Yeah, with <laughs> loads of stuff. I'm all about that. Very excited.
2: All right. So, I mean, uh, you know, before we're we're done for the day, let's just do a little bit of housekeeping. Um, You know, I do want to remind our listeners that we want your feedback, suggestions, and questions. You know, use your phones to record yourself asking us the questions, and we can play it in the next episodes. Or, you know, just like in today's, I'll read them out loud, and we can make it into a fun segment and to try to, like, stump uh, Trevor or just, you know, just get his his opinion on whatever you guys want to talk about.
1: Yeah, but as we saw today, the, the stump in me is
2: really easy. <laughs> yeah. So you <laughs> he had has a chance. A Go bunch of books, which <laughs> yeah. means that he can't possibly know every single detail <laughs> in every single one of these books. However, OK, so our next show, uh, just so that you guys can prepare for the next episodes and, and what kinds of questions you can ask. Um, the next show will be the next episode will come out the day before my birthday. So I thought we'd take on something that I, you know, maybe I'm more intrigued by. And I would have gone with some sort of like music or score episode, but I don't think that we have the licensing rights to play anything. (laughs) So, (laughs)
1: but there could I'll be have there could be an
2: episode in that later on music in Star yeah, Wars. But yeah, yeah. We, we really once should do once something. we're officially members of Star Wars.com or something. There I don't is. know. Um, and Utine like an official partner. Anyways, um, let's. Uh, so I thought that why don't we go with one of my you know favorite characters uh, from all the movies and that would be Kylo Ren. Um, not necessarily Ben Solo. That's going to upset about a lot Kylo of Oh, I, I don't see how. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> And by extension, also the Knights of Ren. Like I kind of, I'm interested in definitely like if there's like any Legends influences and, um, you know, we, everything is a lot more recent. So we might have a lot lot of that lore in our heads right now, but definitely curious if there's like any signs of anything like this from Legends as well. Um, And here's one hot take um, that might stir some chatter in the interwebs. But I think that Kylo is a better villain than Vader, so right. um, there you go. Um, we can get into it when we actually record the episode. But I thought I was tense before. I might get some hate mail from that. So <laughs> it's my birthday, so we're gonna do that. <laughs> Love it. Spoiler: He's not.
1: <laughs>
0: yes.
2: Oh, oh! I'm excited to tune into this one. Um,
1: All right, episode... and then
2: what's uh, what's the next episode after that?
1: Yeah, so the episode after that, we're going to be talking about the various timelines of the Clone Wars. Um, you might think that you've got Legends and canon, but it's a lot, lot more murky than that. So that's something I'm looking forward to diving into.
2: Yeah, we've been talking about that one for a little while now, so I know that you're you're really excited for that. So we're going to do that. That's going to be towards the end of the January, so... Um, all right, so that's you know, I think that's it for today's episode. We will pro- be providing links and pictures to all the books that Trevor mentioned today in our Instagram and Twitter accounts. So make sure to follow SW Archives Pod on both platforms. Eric, anything to plug on your end and where can people find you? Uh,
0: yeah, Living Force Podcast every Monday night, uh, over on Twitch, and of course, released on the Patreon and uh, the regular feeds Thursdays and Fridays. Uh, catch us on there. I'm also doing the Bounty Hunt podcast, and I'm doing the Ghost Crew podcast on our Patreon streams. Uh, But personally, find me on Twitter, at Eric Eilerson. I talk a lot about Star Wars and American football, and that's about uh, the gist of it. So uh, I will also be talking a lot more about Bail Organa uh, coming up in the future.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know about you guys either, but I almost can't wait for The Mandalorian to finish just to get Lightspeed skipping back.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yep, that show is <laughs> going to be coming back. Uh, it's been a hiatus, and the Uteni Podcast Network is is stronger than ever and is growing growing by the week. So,
2: very yes. stoked. That's right. Um, if you have any questions or ideas for future episodes, you can shoot us an email at dswarchives at gmail.com or send us a note on Discord. You can follow me on Twitter at TheJoxy, and that is T H E J O X I I I, or follow my Instagram at TheJoseJimenez if you want to see selfies of me wearing utini merch as I am wearing right now, um, or pictures of my dog Mo. Uh, Trev, where can people find you? Uh, I'm at Davy Todd on Twitter, although I'm fairly boring on there. I, I
1: wouldn't rush to seek <laughs> me out. Um, <laughs> Or you'll just find me hanging out on our Discord. Uh, Eric, it's been a massive pleasure to have you on the show today. I hope we've given you all the bail that you could ever want.
0: All that and more. I thought I loved him before, but little did I know I was just scratching the surface. I'm so excited. They (laughs) threw me out, guys. This was a blast.
2: And and now I think we should bail out. All right. So that covers it. Radio out.